Hello, you're listening to Freelance Mum, the mother of all juggling acts, with me, Faye Dicker. And me, Laura Rawlings. We're here with Anna Mapson from The Gentle Touch, and we're talking this week about a really important matter, um, about eating healthily for you and your family. And I know, Laura, it's something, one of those subjects that you and I talk about all the time. We definitely do. We try and share ideas because everyone gets stuck in a rut, don't they? Every now and then as to what on earth you're going to make for tea. Um, and then there's the thing of working at home as well. Uh, there's just so many layers in which this works. Um, one of the things that I've kind of observed more recently, and Faye, you, know, you and I are at different stages with this, aren't we, in terms of um, our children and their ages. But I noticed that food for me and the family has just been through so many changes from like being pregnant and not fancying eating the same as my partner then having a really small baby and just being grateful that anyone fed you at any point and then you get to the weaning stage and that was the first time when actually I could eat something really nice as I was really trying hard to make nice food for her I was like well I can't just give her you know pizza or curry got to make something really tasty and healthy so my food actually really improved and that's the stage where we are at at the moment in our house how about with you and yours well it's really interesting because you know mine are what five and seven and so family meals for the most part we all eat together and that is around between five and six so it's a nice early tea time but then there's as is tonight typically lots of bonkers nights so you pick up one from school and then another's got a craft club then someone's got brownies and someone's got football and it's absolutely bonkers you're all over the shop and then suddenly it gets to half past seven I'm like oh damn it I forgot to feed myself how did that happen everyone else has been prepared for the pat lunches are made for tomorrow I've got the breakfast ready and I haven't actually fed myself again and that is you know how can I keep forgetting to do that I don't know I think genetically <laughs> I don't think I've ever forgotten to eat it might have been a load of crap but I don't think I've ever forgotten to eat <laughs> So we have here, smiling and laughing at us, and I hasten to add once again in the Lido cubicle, because uh, this is the best place for all interviews, the very lovely Anna Matson. Anna, is any of what we've said resonating with you? It does, and even though I'm a nutritionist, I still do some of these things as well. You know, go through the day and you think, oh, I've got nothing to eat, or open the fridge and feel uninspired so Mm. even though this is what I do for a living and advise other people I still absolutely have those moments where I don't know what to eat as well Um, but what I what I would say is yeah trying to eat with the kids definitely solves one problem of making a separate meal so Mm. I definitely encourage people to eat with their children wherever possible partly also because it role models eating healthy eating if you want them to eat vegetables and food like that it's great to show them that it's safe that this is just normal that everybody eats vegetables and if you're doing that with them it's much easier for them to accept it so yeah I think eating together solves some of those problems where it's possible with your schedules where it works um and, I, and actually eating earlier in the day is really healthy for us anyway. So eating a big meal late at night isn't great, partly because our bodies aren't meant to be digesting food at that time when we're sleeping and we tend to sleep better when we eat more than three hours before bed. <clears throat> so that's about eating, say, around before seven at night. So if you can manage it, trying to bring your dinner to eat with the kids and then not eating a big meal late at night. Now, this is an, another thing that I know we talk about a lot, Laura. It's actually, okay, so it's one thing sitting down eating with the children. Then it's another thing finding that it's a bit like how many things can we possibly have in common that mm-hmm. both you, your partner, that's mm. the bit, and yeah. your children are all going to eat. And is every meal going to always involve carrots, peas and broccoli? Yeah. Are there, <laughs> surely there's got to be more. Yeah, yeah. 
Are there more vegetables out there than that? I believe there are, aren't there? Well, there are. <laughs> they do exist, yeah. yes. So different ways, you can try and encourage kids to try vegetables. Sometimes uh, take them to the supermarket and get them to pick one, something that they've never tried before, and then make something together with it. That could be fun. Um, also, hidden vegetables. I mean, I'm not mm. a big fan of sneaking them into kids without them knowing, but sometimes it does really help. So blending up vegetables like um, an onion, celery and a carrot really goes nicely into a tomato sauce and then put in your meat or your beans or something on top so they're not picking out tiny bits of onion because both my kids hate onion and they'll say i'm not eating onion and be like haha you're already eating it (laughs) it's in there hidden why don't you like hiding the food in there Well, partly because i want them to know what the healthy food is that they're eating and i want them to understand that vegetables are important and i think it's a bit about you know just being honest with them and rather than sort of doing it deceitfully like because quite often they will say what is in this and like in a soup or something and i can often say oh there's all these foods and they say well i don't like any of them but actually then they will eat the product at the end of it so i make a soup with celeriac leek courgettes um celery onions and garlic so they're not top kids foods Mm. but actually when they're blended up um with a little bit of salt they they do eat the soup so sometimes transformation yeah can help i think just offering them in different formats as well so sometimes roasted vegetables sometimes raw grated vegetables can help just trying to get kids a bit more involved in cooking that can help if they are not so keen on all the foods but yeah again similar even in my house like one of them won't eat mushrooms one of them does like it rich my husband will eat some foods not others and it's it's just a juggle to try and get it right between everyone there's always something somebody doesn't like i know i felt when you were saying oh children this children that i was actually thinking no that is my partner the child doesn't know any different or better it's actually her dad who doesn't know what a courgette or a cucumber is or how to tell them apart um but i i did i think i saw recently that if you show a child a picture of you know fruits and vegetables if they see it a certain number of times like if you showed them the same a picture of say a carrot every day for five days it proved there was a greater chance of them actually eating it yeah so there was a research using like picture books using with healthy eating and those children and we're talking about young children like two two two-ish and they were more likely to eat those vegetables when presented with them than children who hadn't been shown them so it's definitely about just normalizing it from right from the beginning but even if you're at the stage where your children are older and it's they don't they're refusing it trying to think of different ways to, to get them in each day what about um pet lunches I, oh my goodness me you know there's, there's the evening meal that's one thing and then there's having to make pet lunches oh well, been that dear. whole thing this you know just recently hasn't there some research about the the lack of nutritional value of pet lunches but yeah. you know what if i think of my own we had raspberry mousse that defrosted we had white bread sandwiches with butter and bovril and a penguin and maybe a packet of crisps yeah, yeah. and here piece i am piece of fruit piece of fruit <laughs> yeah As, yeah we always had a apple. piece of fruit it was an apple or a banana it yeah. was a uh, it was a brown bread roll a packet of crisps um and i, I do believe that was it i can yeah. still the sandwich i do i can still remember it the roll was always cheese salad cream and cucumber i could eat that now actually talking about it <laughs> But genuine, but then as a mother now myself, yeah. trying to make pat lunches that are remotely yeah. inspiring, let alone nutritious, yeah. they're a real struggle. 
sometimes um, like a flask of healthy le- you know, leftovers yeah. from the night before you can keep it warm because that's the other thing in the winter just having a little sandwich for kids and then they go out and play in the mm-hmm. playground it's actually really good to have a hot food but if, if they don't like school dinners or they're not good school dinners for whatever reason um, then yeah something leftovers a soup or something that they can take in a pasta mm-hmm. um, if they will eat things like falafel they're quite good like a little ball of chickpea stuff made to put together um, you know bit vegetable sticks so something trying to make it as colorful as possible so it looks exciting so all those things you describe are all very beige you know it's all about a cheese sandwich <laughs> and then no, the raspberry Chris. mousse was definitely pink <laughs> yeah. but a lot went into that pink yeah. mousse <laughs> yeah. but it is really hard it's just another meal to try and mm. make balanced yeah so trying to think about some protein as well because if you're just having a cheese sandwich and then some fruit there isn't really much protein in that so it keeps them fuller for longer to have protein so that's meat a bit of fish egg boiled egg as well like sliced up um i mean those things aren't always the nicest to eat like sitting next to someone who no. eats their sardines Not <laughs> in your bag for three hours that is the other thing that i think yeah. about though i sort of you send them off out the door and i try and keep that lunchbox in the fridge for the last possible yeah. moment and then i think oh what Can is it going yeah that's a good idea hadn't thought of that because then I think then by the time they eat this and sometimes I mean last year my eldest her lunch wasn't until gone one for me it was you know I think it was like half past one I was thinking I'd have been eating the back of my hands by then you know I really would have done and it's not like she had a latte at 11 either you know to save her over (laughs) and that's right like come back to protein again but protein for breakfast is really important for kids because they burn through those cereals really quickly so giving them something with like either some nuts or seeds or an egg in the morning is really good and that will keep them going for a bit longer than like a bowl of cereal which they probably would be quite hungry I would be by half past one now something I've not tried yet of yours Anna and I have looked at longingly are your gorgeous looking um pancakes that you recommend for breakfast you so you are a big fan there is such a thing as a healthy pancake I believe it does exist (laughs) yeah these are like more thick pancakes not like crepes but they've got buckwheat flour in them, ground almonds and eggs. So they're quite high in protein and you can make a batch, keep them in the fridge and then put them in the toaster, which is what I do. So the next day, they're quick and easy. So you've only got to make them one day and then you can use them for maybe two or three days and they'll keep in the fridge. So they're good. Also as a snack when they get home from school, if they like them, because they've got mashed banana in them, so they're sweet. Um, And then you can put on nut butter on the top or... Mm. You know, or honey, or something like that. If they wanted something sweeter, yeah. no, you, you resold it to me. Yeah. I did some with um, porridge oats in, actually, and mashed yeah. banana. That yeah. was nice. Great. Did it actually taste like a pancake as you know it, or was it something different that you had to reposition in your head? When my partner saw me cooking them, it clearly was something <laughs> different to him and had to be repositioned in yeah. his head. Yeah. Um, but I did persuade him that it would be okay. God, I sound really mean. I'm not, but <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, it, should I tell you the honest truth. Yeah, go for it. And you'll, you may hopefully appreciate this, but you know when you are the person who does 99% of the flipping meals and all of the thinking and all of the yeah. cooking and getting the shopping and everything else, when someone comes in and they're not like quite happy with what you've provided, it's really flaming annoying. And if they ask you, are there crisps? And wonder why you haven't got any crisps in the cupboard. That's another point at which I want to go slightly mad. Because I would love to come home and have someone have cooked for me. Do you know what I mean? I suddenly realised what it must have been like for my mum when she had lots of children all coming in moaning and complaining about why it wasn't exactly what they wanted well I frequently wake up and the very first thing that goes through my mind is what we're going to have for tea tonight Mm. which 
One of the great things, last week, uh, my husband and I, we did the, your gut reset, which was fab. Actually, one of the joys was, I didn't have to think. I didn't yeah. actually have to think. Did Someone had done the... Done I had a shopping list done and the meal planning done. What a joy that was. Yeah. I didn't... Yeah, of course, you know, prep still had to be done. There wasn't a complete magic fairy in the house. But the <laughs> fact that all that prep and thinking had been done massively freed up headspace how do you approach it anna i need to know meal planning yeah or just do Um, you meal plan uh, no i just literally do it ad hoc i mean we have probably like a rolling rotor of meals and some of which are in the gut reset recipes you know that's pretty much what i eat so i just took this wrote it down and now i give it to people (laughs) but um yeah i i don't do a meal plan for the week i don't write it all down in advance i literally just see what's in the fridge and go from there which is very ad hoc and probably not the best way to do it but it's just how it fits with you know my life and so i get to four o'clock and then but I do start thinking about it, like you say, much, much earlier on. So from the morning, thinking, what are we going to have? And trying to plan it out a bit, because it's such a headache getting to four o'clock and then panicking. I, yeah. And it is. I, I've joked yeah. before, sometimes my life feels like an episode of Ready, Steady, Cook. And I'm yeah. like, all right, I've got a bag of flour, I've got an egg, a stick of celery, and two hungry children. Yeah. yeah. What are we having for tea tonight? <laughs> you know, ta-da! But I also get the question from my husband, is like, what is this? Like, is yeah. it, give it a name. Like, it needs to have a name. It's yeah. some, and I'm just like, I don't know, it's just rice and sauce. It's just some stuff mm. I've made. You know, he likes it to have a title, mm. a, a proper recipe. So mm. I sometimes have to make it up. <laughs> I like that a lot. What, where, what are the sticking points for you in your sort of family's eating? Is there one meal that's more successful or one, you know, part of the day okay. that's more successful? Yes. Yes, actually, there is. So breakfasts are always successful. Um, <laughs> says me who makes it. <laughs> I do eat it as well. Uh, yeah, usually that's me and my daughter who's 16 months. And I feel if I can do breakfast well, then at least whatever happens in the rest of the day, I've done one meal right. So that will generally be... A combination of scrambled eggs on toast, possibly with some tomatoes, something like that anyway. Or it will be porridge with some chia seeds in for a bit of the protein, paying attention, and some fruit. So, yeah, breakfast is good. We always get that right. It's, you know, it's dried stuff or stuff I always have in, or it's stuff I can easily take and defrost from the freezer if it's toast. It gets much harder come tea time, because I'm also having to think about my partner. Um, And if I don't cook it at the start of the day then I've got an issue with nap times and trying to get everything, just like the whole collision of everything going wrong. So I will just say I'm currently eating my way through the freezer so that we can start again. So impressed. And I, yeah, I did a little bit of a cull and then I looked and saw what was in there and then meal planned. So I have planned for the whole of this week, which has never happened Amazing. in my life. Um, it was partly inspired by you talking about, you know, going on the gut reset program. I thought, what can I do right now? I can see what I've got in store and plan some meals. So I have, I'm in the midst of that and it feels good, provided I remember to take the stuff out the freezer the night before. That's the other flipping annoying thing, isn't it? You can think, oh, I've got that in there and then forget to get it out. So, or, or I've frozen. I've done things where I've, I've frozen a double portion, but actually only one of us is going to eat it. And I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, oh, that's really frustrating. How am I going to get it? Well, I can't. We'll wait for another occasion. I'll do it. That's, you know, often the way that ends up happening. Yeah. I'm in the phase where 
I'm actually a bit nervous of serving up new veg, which might sound ridiculous, but you just, you, there are some meals you serve, you cook, you serve up, and you just know it's going to be greeted with a yuck, what's this mummy? And that's, you know, and sometimes you bite the bullet and you think, well, that's just what tonight's meal is. Yeah. You know, it's a yuck, what's this mummy meal? And other nights you think, I don't feel brave enough. Yeah. You know, I'm really sorry. I just can't, I can't face it. What do you do it. when they say that, or one of them says that's that? That's tonight's tea, <laughs> you know. All that we ask is that you try it. And but then, you what, know, do you let them fill up on something else. No, I, I just try and go with the. You know, that's the best. That's that's what tonight's tea mm. is. And they will sort of, you know, it's like they play with their food and they have a few yeah. bits of forkfuls, and then predictably half an hour later they're hungry. Um, and what do you do then? Well, I tend to offer a yogurt or a carrot. And that's yeah. the, that's it. That's the no, thing that's, that's on offer. Okay. I think just offering this is the food that we're having. But um, as you're the adult, you know you've got you're, you're making all the decisions, and so you have to expect some pushback at some point mm. because it's your choice about what you're eating most of the time. But I think it's it's okay to offer stuff that's new or you know that not everyone likes. It's great if there's something that they like on the plate, mm. so some safe food that they will enjoy, whether it's potatoes mm. or beet, you know whatever it is that, that they can mix in with the other staff or just just feel comfortable so that it's not all completely strange and scary i think i need to serve every meal then one person needs to have a side order of crisps and the other needs a side order of fruit loaf and all will be well at least i've eaten something i was just thinking actually it's quite nice what you're saying make sure there's at least one thing on the plate that they like because yeah. actually it, it isn't very nice to look at your meal and think i mean i can remember no. as a child going yeah. to a friend's house for tea and looking at this plate of food and i didn't like any of it and i was a bit yeah. upset because i didn't know what to do yeah. and so actually there is that whole well you know you want them to be able to tuck mm. into something my eldest doesn't like risotto which is really upsetting for me because like risotto is quite a handy meal when you've mm. got bits of leftover mm. veg that you're trying to turn into something but there's if you don't like risotto there's no avoiding it there's not mm. much picking around at it no, so just put some veg thing. on the side like some yeah. carrots that aren't part of it separate on yeah. and then they can have it but yeah Sometimes they just have to eat a bit of what's on the plate, yeah. I think, as well. Yeah, you're right. Eat it's, a bit of what's on the plate. Yeah. 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 And what are your secret weapons, Anna? I bet you've got, you know, on the evenings, you're mm-hmm. like, right, oh, I don't know what we're going to do. And this is my, is what, what is your safe one? Um, what, that they will definitely eat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so pasta is generally a good one that most people, you know, they complain, pick out the beans and all sorts of things. But someone will eat something on out of that mm. pasta they, they really love baked potatoes broccoli and veggie sausages that is oh, nice. like a standard mm, yeah. a couple of bits of plain boiled vegetables mm. potato with some cheese and some veggie sausages that is mm. a definite winner yeah. i know they will eat all of that but it's quite boring to eat plain food all the time mm. so uh, you know that's what kids like they're not much sauce just yeah so i don't do that very often because mm. we all try and eat the same but yeah, they, that's a winner. Um, or anything with lots of cheese in it as well. Yes. <laughs> they tend to like cheesy things, yeah. Mm. And Nola's at, I think, is quite a delightful stage when it comes to children's eating, where they sort of end up wearing a lot of it, but yeah. eating it so joyfully as well. I mean, are you enjoying that, that stage? And it's not really weaning so much now, is it? It's continuing to add more family foods. Yeah, it is a great stage. Yeah, no, it's a relief um, to be able to just share food with her. Cottage pie is her absolute... Mm. I know she will eat cottage pie, <laughs> and I know her dad will eat cottage mm. pie, and I like it. So that's probably one of the safest ones. 
I did um, some chicken thighs on squash with lemons and some garlic mm. and some herbs just baked in the oven. For me, if you can do it in 25 minutes in one yeah. go, just shove it all in one tray. I'm a massive fan of that as well. Yes, <laughs> now you put me on to tray bakes and that was a real win. Yeah, a real many, win. Many, many yeah. Times. And I hadn't even learnt until tray bakes that you could actually just cook a potato entirely in a tray without parboiling it first. Yeah. And that's it's edible. It's not a brick. Yeah. It's so good. good. And yeah. one pot meals are good as yeah. well, aren't they? Just whether you don't have loads of washing up for a start and also just pop it in the oven and I'll come back later. Yeah. That's a good one. So your one top tip, if there was one thing that people were going to do to help you and your family, and that's the critical bit, I think. It's both of you. Um, like, what is it? I liked how you started by saying eating together mm. you know not only because it's good for a family to eat together but also like you say in terms of digestion as well yeah probably it would be that is just to try and have happier meal times mm. and i know it's hard when you're tired and stressed and you've been cooking and everyone's hungry and round your feet but trying to make meal times enjoyable and some of that is about just stepping back from um constantly having a go at like so please eat it please eat it you know the, the sort of encouragement but also encouragement uh, can turn into pleading and yeah. <laughs> actually then meal times aren't mm. a fun part of family life because mm. i think they're really important part of routine and for children and like it's a nice time to share and it's a good time as they get older you can have proper conversations around mm. the table as well so i think it's really important to have meal times together wherever possible and it's not always possible with shift working and different people's patterns but just something where we can um, sit together. So that would probably be my one tip. But I know it's not as easy as just saying, have a happy meal time, make it happy. (laughs) Because it doesn't always work like that. But I suppose it's trying to take a bit of the pressure off ourselves for everything to be perfect as well, because it's not, there is no perfect diet and there is no perfect children's meal. So just um, whatever you're doing is probably good enough. Oh, yeah, that's a great approach. What about you, Laura? Is there anything you think you could take away from this? Oh goodness, so many different things. Um, in particular, I think that just not probably not beating yourself up too much about it. You know, just relaxing a bit. Although I, sh- you know, you try for every meal, but I also think it's okay if she has this in this one meal. It's not that big a deal. We still try with the other meals. It's all right. Yeah. I mean, last night it was just me and her, and actually we ended up. We usually sit up to the table together, um, but I did. We were we were sitting around watching Pointless, and it was fine. And she was lobbing bits of gnocchi <laughs> here and there, and eating some bits and the odd tomato. It's just like, all right, that's okay. And then we topped up with yogurt, yeah. you know. <laughs> and I thought jobs are good, and we've all survived. Everything is fine. So yeah, probably just it's okay. I'm sure you are doing a really good job. Take try a new idea, but you know, relax. Anna, I'm going to be trying out your pancakes. That's absolutely for sure. Yeah, that, I'm definitely doing that. So, yeah, and that's already inspired me. So, thank you very much indeed for taking the time to join us today. Okay. It's been a, what it's, um, it's been a salivating, delicious, mouth-watering mm. experience. Yes, yes. most yeah. definitely. And, yeah, hopefully you've got some good ideas that you can take away too. Great, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Freelance Mum. Remember, there's loads more podcasts and exciting content at freelancecorner.co.uk and you can also meet lots of other freelancers. Subscribe, like and share from whichever platform you get your podcast from and join us next week as we speak to another expert on an issue that's important to you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.